As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hey everyone, what's up and welcome into this Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast, short little fantasy football in 15 on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast feed. Michael Beller and Derek Van Riper here with you. If it is Wednesday, that means it is Survivor Day with us, so we're going to talk through our Week 6 Survivor Picks. DVR, I mean, last week, man, there were three incredibly close calls. It seemed like at one point we were going to have 40 50%, 50%, I mean, and one fell swoop, knocked out, and here we are, everyone making it through to the next week. What a crazy week it was to not have anyone go down. Yeah, uh, Minnesota, uh, definitely yes. among the teams that I think gave people a pretty good scare, but uh, the Lions never disappoint. They always seem to be that team you can safely pick against in Survivor, and they will find a way, even in the closing seconds of a game that they should win, they will find a way to make sure you live to see another week in your pool. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. We had the Lions and the Patriots, excuse me, the Vikings and the Patriots staring uh, defeat down right next to each other. And that was like the couple of different survivor pools I'm in. Those two picks represented like 40%. And then they both pull it out. And then Monday night, the team that I was on, the Ravens, I mean, I wrote that off 22 to three. I'm like, all right, well, a couple of my survivor entries are going down, and I guess DVR, DVR and I will figure out what it means to have one of us not be active on the show on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, and then they pull it out. And it's like, all right, here we go. Never a doubt. Ravens moving me on to week six. So it was just, I mean, a, a crazy week. And again, like a crazy week to have none of the big teams then go down ultimately. Like we, we're used to seeing crazy weeks where it happens and, you know, 30% of your pool is knocked out. So. This was just a wild one to have all those games go down to the wire and all of the favorites, all of the, all of the survivor picks come out on top. So here we are with a pretty intact group of survivor pools into week six. We really haven't had that big reckoning week that we know eventually is coming. Maybe it happens this week. The popular picks this week, again, all these percentages coming to us from Yahoo, which makes their data publicly available as to how many people in their pools are making these picks. The Rams, by far the most popular selection. They are on the road against the Giants. They are double-digit favorites. They are being selected in about 40% of Yahoo leagues. Colts over Texans, that's 
the next most popular play. That game is in Indianapolis. 28% of Yahoo entries that have been submitted thus far are on Indy. That game is in Indianapolis. As I said, 10-point favorites are the Colts. And then the Chiefs over Washington. They are touchdown favorites in D.C. 12% of Yahoo entries that have been entered in thus far are on the Chiefs. And then Got just a bunch of three, two, one, less than one percentage picks DVR. So those are the three most popular selections. So far, you have used San Fran, Green Bay, Arizona, Buffalo, Tampa. I have used LA, Tampa, LA, the Rams, Tampa, Denver, Buffalo, and Baltimore. Your one true pick for week six DVR. Who is it and why? I'm having a really difficult time walking away from the Rams. I know there will be plenty of future weeks where they stand out, but... I just want to make it to the next week. And Mm. I think part of the problem for me is I have more faith in the Houston Texans than most people do at this point. I am so sad that I've become the the guy that believes in the Texans. But part of the reason why (laughs) I think the Rams are okay in this spot on the road against the Giants, questions about Daniel Jones, questions about Saquon Barkley, even if they were both playing, this is a Rams team that would still be favored probably by a touchdown on the road. And when you look at the win probabilities for this week, most of the teams that are ahead of the Rams are teams that I've already used. The exception, I think, would be the Bengals. How much do I trust the Bengals? Well, they're playing the Lions, so they're obviously in the conversation this week. Mm -hmm. But really, it just comes down to the lack of better alternatives. I don't like being on a team that has 40% of pools on it. I think it's risky just from a, hey, this is a chance to gain a lot of leverage standpoint. Unfortunately, I just didn't see a good enough alternative to take advantage of the situation that I would ordinarily be all about getting that leverage in. Yeah, but I mean, the Rams are just such a bankable pick, I think, here. Like, the, there are there are pools that I have where I am going against the Rams. I can't use the Rams in this pool. I've used them already back in week one against the Bears. There are pools where I'm not using the Rams, and it's ones where I have multiple entries. And I just don't want to not have the Rams available to me the rest of the season. Ones where I've already used the Rams, you know, let's say I have an A entry and a B entry, and I've used the Rams in one, and I don't want to then use them in the other, and then not have the Rams at my disposal for the entire rest of the season. This feels like a very safe pick. Like you said, even with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, Rams are going to be comfortable favorites in this game, as they should be. Without those guys, even bigger of favorites, even more comfortable of favorites, and certainly the the jump from Daniel Jones down to Mike Glennon, you know, is a big one. No matter what you think of Daniel Jones, that's a big gap. And Daniel Jones had been playing, you know, better football this year than he was last year. That's a big, big difference. I really think the only argument for not taking the Rams this week is, A, obviously you've used them already, or B, you feel like, you know, this is the sort of pool where you're going to have to get to week 16, week 17, and you want them somewhere down the line. I really think that's it. I don't think there's a pot odds, a leverage play to fading the Rams here because it just feels like such a guarantee, such a comfortable pick to be making. So I, I really can't poke holes in your pick at all. You know, what's interesting is that I can actually poke plenty of holes in my pick. I'm going with the Colts. I mean, that's the play that I'm making here. And it's, you know, last week I talked about wanting to fade the Vikings because while they deserved to be the big favorites that they were against the Lions, like I just didn't really see it. Like ultimately it still comes down to the team you're backing being a somewhat good team. And I just didn't see it necessarily with the Vikings. It felt like the right spot to fade them and take that leverage swing. And it almost came through for me. This feels like that too. 
I mean, the Texans were, you know, a, a very game opponent for the Patriots last week. And, you know, they've had a couple of games where they haven't just totally rolled over. They looked fine in week two against the Browns. They had a week one win over the Jaguars in a game that they really dominated. So, like, they just haven't been that totally hapless team that we expected them to be coming into the season or that most one-in-four teams look like through five weeks. So, like, this feels like the right spot to be making that leverage play and going away from a Colts team that I, I, you know, I don't need to see the rest of the schedule DVR. I feel pretty comfortable uh, assuming that this will be the only time all season that 28 or 25 or 30% of your survivor pool, whatever it ends up being, is on the Indianapolis Colts. So this is a great swing to take against them. But I look up and down the charts and I'm like, man, like, can I like... They're better than the Texans, right? They're playing at home. It feels like they've rounded a corner. That was an impressive three quarters they put together against the Ravens. And, you know, the week before, they handled the Dolphins relatively comfortably. They do have a three-point loss to the Rams on their ledger this season. Like, they're better than the Texans, aren't they? Shouldn't they They be the uh, – shouldn't they win this one? And isn't this going to be the only time to use the Colts? Certainly the best time to use the Colts if you're going to use them is this week. And those were the exact arguments I was using – to fade the Vikings a week ago, but I felt like there were more options available to us last week that there just aren't this week, especially if you are like me and you've used the Rams and you've used the Buccaneers and you don't want any, so you can't have them against the Eagles on Thursday night. Like if that's the pool that you fall into, which is me in a lot of my pools, I grudgingly go with the Colts and I promise you not watch one minute of this game. So what I'm really trying to figure out is if there's just something in my head with narratives, the thing you've mentioned a few times with Aaron Reese talking about how veteran-laden the Texans are, and they're, they're not the kind of team that's going to go out and just make a bunch of stupid mistakes and get blown out consistently. I, I don't know if I'm holding on too much to that and not looking at the numbers. I, I like looking at the Massey Peabody power rankings. According to that system, the Texans are the worst team in the league, and it's actually not even close. They're like wow. four points worse than the Jets on a neutral field, which Where's is the Jaguars in that out of curiosity. Twenty uh, eighth, so they're they're <laughs> or thirtieth rather. They're yeah, they're two from the bottom. Yeah. So I mean, okay. So let's <laughs> let's just say like that's let's say that model's a little off. Is it? still a situation where I'm underestimating the Colts like I, I don't really know what it is about this game that I, I don't like if it's if it's a case where I, I don't know if this is just a case where I don't believe that the Texans are this bad or if I don't think the Colts are good enough to take care of business at home I think mm -hmm. I, I have some pent-up frustration I'll call it with uh, Frank Reich and and some of the early season decisions made with Jonathan Taylor maybe I'm taking that out like how much am, am I in my own head about these two teams specifically and how much is that dictating a situation where I probably would be better off getting away from the Rams? Because based on win percentages, they're more likely to win each of the next two weeks. If I haven't yeah. used them already, saving them for next week at home against the Lions, that's a layup situation. We're in a right. pool together where we get two strikes. I don't have a strike yet. So maybe in that situation, a two-strike pool, finding the Colts or going to another secondary option is the right way to go because... The odds of the Rams losing at home to the Lions in Week Seven. The Lions have an eight an eight percent <laughs> chance of winning that game, according to the, the Mike Clay system that that is out there. So I, I'm just I mean I'm blown away by how little faith I have in the Colts because just a year and change ago I thought this was one of those teams that was on the rise that was well coached that I would love to use in a situation like this. And I'm I, I'm looking at that team as more of a trap, probably because of the Colts more than the Texans. 
Yeah, I, you know, I, I can't really argue with anything that you put forth. And so for me, it once again just comes back to the reason why I'm not fading what feels like a carby, carbon copy, copy and paste situation from Vikings Lions a week ago is because I felt really good about the Cowboys last week. I felt really good about the Buccaneers last week. I felt really good about the Ravens last week. And, you know, we saw how that went. But, hey, it was still a win. There, I just felt like I had a lot of options where I could still spread them out and not be burning teams I wanted down the line, not still be backing a totally popular selection. Like, there were a lot of different paths to travel down while fading the Vikings a week ago. I don't feel that same level of comfort with the other options I have not going with the Colts this week. So I will take that, you know, that survivor mantra, the, you know, when else are you going to be able to use them? That is something we always think about in survivor. And like I said, I'll grudgingly take the Colts. I will not want to watch one second of this game because it could be a very uncomfortable survivor (laughs) style to watch. Like the Texans, they've been, they've been plucky. They've certainly been plucky. So it's just, it's one I'm going to do. I'm going to click it in. And then I am not going to pay any attention to it the rest of the week and just uh, hope for the best, certainly, with that one. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Any sort of secondary picks for you, DVR, that we haven't gotten into yet? I mean, some of the ones that would jump out at me, uh, you know, maybe the Bills over the Titans. That's a road game for them. They are five-and-a-half-point favorites, but they certainly look like the comfortably better team there. Uh, as we talked about, the Chiefs will get over Washington. Chiefs are the third most popular selection right now. Thir- or, uh, excuse me, that's not Thursday night. It's the Bucks and the Eagles on Thursday night, but a seven-point favorite are the Chiefs. Bucks over Eagles, that could be another popular one. Any of those, if you're if you're use the range, if you don't want to use the Colts, any of those come to you here? Yeah, Kansas City is the team that I, I, I like quite a bit. I mean, I understand that with Washington, the concern all along has been that they can get pressure up front and that can wreak some havoc, but they have struggled to stop the pass. Maybe the availability of Tyreek Hill ultimately dictates whether or not I pivot from the Rams down to Kansas City or not, but I have a really difficult time looking at this Kansas City team and seeing them losing this game. I know the win probability is just over 60%, so it's far from a lock, and compared to the best teams you could have, you're giving up quite a bit. But I do like the idea of avoiding that dreaded Colts-Texan situation and given how popular the Rams are, saving them for a future week in case something goofy does happen in that game. And I'm just trying to think of a, a script that would push the Rams to a loss this week, and it, it's like multiple injuries uh i mean goof like have to be uh, turnovers like, touchdown special teams touchdown right like all, the perfect and those things happen right those are those yeah. how those how pools swing so i think if i had to go away from the rams it's kansas city but it does hinge on the health of tyreek hill because i think if you take tyreek hill out of that offense it's a little easier to deal with kansas city and they've had some 
surprising issues early on this season. I just think this is a team that is going to get right here in the near future, and I still have a lot of confidence in them. So I, I like getting them at a spot where there's a little less interest in them compared to the Rams. I mean, you're always going to see them in these survivor uh, pools, or not off, not always, but in, in a lot of weeks, you're going to see them among the most popular teams selected. Uh, maybe not when they play the Chargers, maybe not when they play the very top of the top, but almost any time they go beneath that tier, you're going to see them among the most popular. So I think there is some uh, there there is you know some good reason to back them this week in a time where I mean, how often are you going to get the Chiefs as touchdown favorites only being selected in 12% of Yahoo or of uh, of survivor pools? It's just not going to happen very often. So I think that there that makes some sense there certainly and it's just, I mean it's it's a hard week to pivot away from your top plays, to pivot away from the top plays that are available to you just because we have so many road favorites. We have four teams on by, so we have two fewer games than we've had the first five weeks of the season. You have a lot of short spreads. I mean pretty much every game seems like it's either a short spread or a road favorite. And some of them are both of those where the case is. And I think that's where we find some landmines that people might ultimately end up falling into like I like the the Bengals. I like them a lot, but do I trust them as three and a half point favorites against the Lions? Like, <laughs> I don't know if I do. And, and it's it's one of those weird things where like I almost trust them more in like a super contest pool where I have to pick every game against the spread than in a in a survivor pool where one loss and I'm done. Because I do think they're the better team, and I do feel like the spread should be bigger. But I don't think I want my survivor life on the Bengals. They're a team that scares me. I mean, frankly, the Colts scare me a little bit. Like, I think there are a lot of teams that you want to stay away from here in week five, uh, week six. Yeah, I think we've got a lot of good matchups, though. It's going to be a great week of games. I mean, you think about even even like the mid-pack teams that are going up against each other. Minnesota against Carolina, kind of a good prove-it game yeah. for both of those That's teams. Like, a, like, how can you possibly take either of those teams? Like, I think there is... We have more games this week in Survivor that we have to just cross off right away than we have yep. at any point this season. Yeah, there's plenty of balance. I mean, even Arizona at 5-0, and they're on the road in Cleveland. That's a tough spot for them. Chargers-Ravens, two 4-1 and teams going up against each other there. Yep. Raiders-Broncos, a couple 3-2 and teams. They match up really well. Dallas on the road in New England, if you haven't used them, I think they're probably on the a little more on the let's get wild side because yep. they're only being used by 3% of people in Yahoo pools. That seems low relative to who we think those two teams are. I'm, I'm actually surprised that that's uh, even eligible for a let's get wild sort of consideration. <laughs> that's the where I would go. If I was really trying to go wild, I would go with the um, I would go with the Cowboys because I mean, we've talked about it a bit like, right, it's time. It's time. Everyone, I hope, has come around now to the the understanding, the realization that this is a very good team. This team is here to stay. And like the Patriots, come on, like, give me a break. Like the, their two wins are against the Jets and the Texans. They barely beat the Texans. It's a game they very easily could have lost. They handled the Jets. Cool. Who cares? Maybe they would have beat the Dolphins in Week One if Damian Harris doesn't have that fumble inside the ten yard line. Like also cool. Like good good job. Like this is it's not a good team. It's not a bad team. It's not a walkover sort of team. It's a seven win team. It's a six win team. That's just what the Patriots are. They're not going to do anything offensively that scares anyone. If they're going to upset the Cowboys, they're going to have to really control that game in a way that they did against the Buccaneers, right? And like that was a perfect, that was like a perfectly played game for that team against a high powered offense. Exactly. Like it could not have gone any better. And they still lost. I mean, that's just—it's—it's it's a very, very hard needle to thread when that's the way you have to win games against high-powered offenses. And so I just don't really see how they do that. It's not a pick I want to make. It's not a pick I'm super comfortable making. Mike McCarthy on one side, Bill Belichick on the other, right there says it all. That's why I'm not comfortable making that pick. 
But if I were going to go in a way where I've, let's say I've used the Rams, I've used the Bucks, I want to play that leverage with the Colts, that's where I go, Cowboys. Yeah. So there's a, a path to get there. I understand why people would do it. Um, I'm just surprised more people aren't doing it, even with some of the concerns that you outlined. DVR, I think this might be the week. This might be the week. Hopefully not for you and me. Hopefully you and me are just <laughs> scooting right through and we don't have to worry about it. But this might be the week where we finally see some survivor pools, pick up some red ink, and see some of the herd cold out a little bit. That's going to do it for us here on this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Not a subscriber to The Athletic? Do it now because you've got about a week left to get in the door for 50% off. Theathletic.com slash fantasyfootballpod will do that for you. For Derek Van Riper, I am Michael Beller. Thanks for listening. Good luck in those survivor pools this week. Thank you.